Dirt for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. And once again, back on the trails. Dude, it has been way too long. Right? I'm Frank. I'm Ollie. And we are at it again, feeling right at home. Dude, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize what all those green things were with like the brown like posts. Like it was <laughs> like they were they had kind of like all these little like thorny looking things coming right? off of them. It was really weird. <laughs> There's all this weird stuff coming out of the ground <laughs> i think i remember that the name kind of rhymes with knees i, I don't know <laughs> oh man i'm kind of missing all the stucco and uh um you know uh marble countertops and stuff. right i was like, walking through the forest looking for the for the ac climate control right it's so weird like, i can't find happening? it <laughs> damn it this, looking for the tv to change the channel let me tell you guys this could not have come any sooner and i think it's already come it's come sooner for others yeah we just kind of we're a little late to the party when it comes to busting out a little late but that's okay because we've had other things going on um you know personal and professional yep um that have been keeping us from going out like you've had some big some some big things happen for you oh dude just you know being in the middle of a move exactly forget like yeah like that that alone is super time consuming and then we spent last weekend on another project (laughs) So yeah, I, uh, I switched over officially from uh, uh, the old rack to the new Frontrunner yeah. Outfitters system. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of part of our like what happened between the first, yeah. the last podcast and this podcast. We finally have a previous kind of thing. right. Yeah. yeah, we're getting back into that, like where we can have we can talk about things that happened in between. Where were we uh, before? We were in a parking lot. We were in a parking lot with a street sweeper with Kelly <laughs> and Kelly <laughs> and 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 police sirens, which seem to come police on sirens and helicopters. I think it was at the eighty minute, eighty one minute yeah, mark. So yeah. if we got you guys looking kind of left and right, uh, yeah, I want to know. I want to know who was looking over their shoulder when that part came on. Yeah. Hit us, hit us up at Rig for Dirt on Instagram and let us know if uh, we made you think that uh, some cops were chasing after you. If your guilt got the better of you, <laughs> actually driving up the driving up the hill over here, yeah. Alan was ahead. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Alan suddenly he hit the brakes. He hits the brakes, and this is like thirty minutes after he's like, "Hey, even when I don't have your guys's." voice on the radio i still have your voice on the radio and we're like what are you talking about yeah like, we're like what we're, all, we're like on the radio going Wait, what? what and he goes oh no i'm listening to your podcast i'm like oh cool and then suddenly the brakes the brakes <laughs> and it's like dude why are you breaking what happened yeah. is something crossing the road no dude do you hear those police the sirens, you, do you hear you hear the the sirens? sirens? <laughs> it's like no like, I'm trying to figure out where they're coming from and then he's like son of a mother god <laughs> he's like it's your effing podcast. <laughs> like, ha ha. Mission accomplished. Gotcha. <sighs> it, so, it does feel really good to be out here in the fresh air and relaxing. And then hearing people in the background kind of just having fun and gathered around. Can you them. hear that? Yeah, we won't, we won't let that play for too long. We got some music in the background. We yeah. don't want to get uh, <laughs> censored by uh, Apple, but... Um, yeah, we've got a we've got a little solo stove action going on uh, off off in front of us, and yeah. a small group. It's uh, it's the KC fam kind of hanging out with some of their extended friends, and uh, yeah, we've been uh, we've been on the trail all day. We've been on the trail all day. Well, I mean, okay, well, we've been at it all day. Yes, it started in Gardena at the KC headquarters where yeah. we were wiring some stuff, some goodies, up, some stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, and you had to go get rid of your freaking A pillar mounts, or else you could have had some of that I know. stuff. That was a mistake on my part. I, I didn't like the the A pillar mounts that were on there for the lights that I had before, which were the slim the slim lights. Yeah, and that just didn't work out because so, it was a little heavier, right? It was a little heavier, it was vibrating yeah. a little. Yeah, those the the brackets just couldn't support it, and they were just kind of yeah, they were vibrating. Right. And so instead of holding on to the brackets and waiting for maybe something smaller, I sent them back. I just returned them, and so yeah, I kind of. I was not my not my friend at the moment, right there. Yeah. So, all good, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, you're gonna get some stuff. Oh, these things. If it's anything like I've seen today, it's it's freaking cool, man. The stuff is the pretty stuff, cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, we did get the stuff on a <laughs> on a few different rigs, and uh, yeah, we had uh, we had Jillian Rebecca out. Yeah. Uh, we had our buddy Kevin. Yep. out. Um, Kevin, amazing photographer. That guy. Yeah, he's good. We had our buddy Matt yep. uh, out. He's uh, Rad Z71, I believe. Yeah, he's, Rad we posted, Z71. Uh, we've posted some of his pictures on um, RFDLA. Very talented individual. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he's a good both dude. in photography and videography. So we had him on video duty. Kevin was on photos, and uh, we were taking pictures of some stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's gonna get so freaking annoying. <laughs> People stuff. are gonna comment. They're gonna so yeah, guys, we got it. We got it. Stuff. Okay, <laughs> stuff you. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so we were we were out at uh, Green Valley, which I I think is super underrated. That that is a really cool little town. Um, yeah, that it used to be, I remember when I used to snowboard heavily and we'd always go up to summit and, uh, we'd pass green Valley and green right. Valley always had this, like, you were always sad for green Valley because back, yeah. back in the nineties, late nineties, like they just never got any it's snow. It's like the, like the redheaded stepchild of the mountain. Yeah. There's like, like, come, come big air, green Valley, big air. And it's like. You ain't got no snow, fool. You got nothing, man. Yeah, no, nobody's coming to you. Right. <laughs> I got my season pass. I mean, even Big Bear is, is making snow most of the year. Right. Right? And so you can only imagine what the what the mountain, or sorry, what the slopes, you know, half an hour down the mountain are doing. Like, it's just not, it's not the same. I don't know. It just, it was never the locale. And I wish right. I would have given it some time because it's a really, uh, it's got really, it's beautiful. It's very it scenic. Is. It's got a lake. Um, it's got some trails, one of which we were on today, the Green Valley Trail. Yeah. Which we kind of went towards the end of it that actually I was surprised, pleasantly surprised that it ended in a Black Diamond Trail. Yeah, I don't even know where that goes. Like, I, I'd wa- actually, I I'd wanted actually to take never, it down. Yeah, I'd actually never been out that way. So yeah, I don't. Either. I don't know where that trail goes. Um, but yeah, that seemed kind of interesting. I didn't actually didn't see it because I didn't go. Are you guys at the, at the front saw it? And so... I would definitely want to go check it out again. Got some uh, some of those flexi photos. But we found a cool spot. We ha- we hung out, ended up uh, having a few beers while we were waiting for Golden Hour to show up. Yep. And I mean, the trail itself is not hard. It's like a, it's basically like it's a, a, fire, a road. fire road. But man, is it scenic! And when you haven't been out for a long time, it's, <laughs> it's just like, like that much more scenic. Oh my gosh! It, I'll take it. Yeah, it's just like the the sheer beauty and fresh air of being outside. And the weather could not have been better. It was like low 70s, mid 70s. Yep. And I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, even right now, it's like in the mid to low 50s. Yeah. It's not bad. It's, it's not totally tolerable. bad at all. It's like hoodie weather. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I walked out of like, we stopped at that Valero gas station off the 18. And I opened my door and I walked out. I'm like, oh, that's what trees smell like. Right. <laughs> that's what trees smell like. That's what, that's what real pines smell like. That's what fresh air smells like. Oh, my God. Exactly. It's not recycled oh, air conditioner. Oh, man. I know. I know. I mean, what a trip this has been, right? Like It has been. It's really been like a roller coaster. A it's, surreal situation. If you would have told me six months ago that this was going to happen, I would have said you were so full of it. Right? Like, no way. Not possible. The world will never shut down. I have... The, just being able to shut down entire cities, let alone entire countries, like, I would have said, not possible to coordinate something on that scale. Right. And that, that wasn't Ebola. Exactly. Like, it. the fact that it even happened is so impressive, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I remember the slow roll of this whole COVID thing. It felt like, all right, dude, I, I've been through SARS. Yeah. We've been, we've been through MERS. Like... We went through some like gnarly like swine chicken flu whatever bird yeah. flu things and it's like we got through it. Whatever. I actually got swine flu. Did you? Yeah, H1N1. Oh, you think you talked about that? Yeah, yeah, two I think episodes so. ago. Yeah, I think so. Like I actually got that was the worst thing. That was that was the one time when I got sick where I I could understand how it could kill you. Now you know how pigs feel. Right? <laughs> um, and it's like when this thing when this thing went down I was like whatever. Uh, really, me and yeah. Randy, me and Randy from KC were just like, whatever, dude. It's, it's just another. It's another one of these little flus that's going to come and go. And um, yeah, and I was actually kind of surprised by the response. Where that had me second guessing, right? Like I started like going down the rabbit hole on Instagram and looking up these like COVID conspiracy like oh, pages. That's the worst. And it's yeah. like you don't know what's really going on in Wuhan. And they're like, There's they're cementing so the tunnels and they're cementing the roads. And, right. You know, they're like, they're and, like, and in the beginning, do you remember they were talking about like, they had these wagons that would go and like actually people kidnap away. people. Yeah, yeah. Like they had like that one, they had that one where those dudes in the white suits were like hauling and like kicking dragging, woman. dragging that woman into yeah, the van. She's screaming, kicking a scream. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, and the reality is you don't know if that's happening now or if that's like some five-year-old video. Right. You, you don't know that, <laughs> right. right? But it's just- The best that, of Wuhan. Exactly. But it's it's like, it's just the fact that like the hype machine and, and the propaganda machine is in full effect and you're just like, 
man, it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole and go get fitted for a custom tinfoil hat. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's just like my, uh, my, my oldest, I brought him with me on this trip, Jackson and Jackson was telling me, he's all dad, we just saw the Sandlot and then I saw another Sandlot and Squints was like an old guy, but it was the same guy. It's like so weird. I'm like, yeah, because the, the first Sandlot was, was a like long time ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. But but it's like you could take that same model to social media and it's like, dude, yeah. I just saw this video and they were talking about what's been going on in Wuhan. And it's like, you know, they're doing this, that and the other people are dropping dead left and right. And, you know, and you're like, oh, shit. But you're right. It could have. Yeah. That could have happened a long time ago. Totally. We, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what goes on in China. Let's be honest. I mean, the world is like, you know, there's that technology where you could have Obama or Bush or Trump speaking and saying whatever you want. Oh, yeah. No, that's 100% true. I've seen that. Deep Um, fake? Yeah. I saw it on the news. And yeah, they're completely fabricated and they can make them say anything. Anything. And they and they, they look facial expressions, yeah, everything. They look so incredibly real that you really I mean, they put them side by side and you can't tell the difference. It's so stupid. That's the world we're living in. Yeah. And if you remember like nineteen eighty four, George Orwell book. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, you had Big Brother and Big Brother would come on and talk and you don't yeah. know if he's just that fabrication, right? That's, oh, totally. You know, and there's a whole committee kind of feeding the words in. Right. And, so right now we're all taking all this like social media, like propaganda and we're, and we're, there's half of us that are like, that's a hundred percent true. And there's half of us that that's all false. And then there's some of us that are like, well, fuck, I don't know, but I'm just going to chill out and, you know, enjoy I mean, if it. we're going to go down that rabbit hole, like, which we totally are, let's yeah, admit it, it's it? happening. Yeah. So the, the, the difference between us and 1980 in the movie or the book 1984 is that in 1984 that was something that was capable that was only capable by the government because it was on such a scale and such a production effort right. and such a massive thing mm-hmm. the reality is is that we now live in a world where it doesn't require a government if you like have the people can if screw you, you have a dedicated enough group of individuals, it could even be less than a dozen individuals. They can spin yeah. out some very, very compelling stories. A cyber, right? a cyber bank in Russia. Like, like, yeah, like psyops is not a thing of, of deep pockets and, and big and governments anymore. Right. Like that's, that's, let's be real. Like the, the, the technology required to accomplish all of this stuff is readily available to anyone who buys a Mac. Like 90% of that software is free. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's we're at that point so i don't know man i think i think a healthy dose of skepticism is is good and i think you know one of the things um i don't even know if this is a real quote cuz i'm like it's late and my brain's not working 100% but i but i remember when i it i heard this when i was a kid and uh-huh. again i'm I'll, I'll have to go back and research it and see if it's true What's that? but i remember the quote went something like um the most american thing you can do is to question everything Right, because we're right. A, we're a, we're a country based on defiance. Right, like like to not to necessarily to be defiant, but to be to to not just willingly go along with things and and to question and seek the the underlying truth before you agree. Like because you got to channel your inner six year old. Yeah, ask why <laughs> exactly hundred percent, but why. But why? Like, and if you can't... Because get, I said so. Right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I told you 10 times. That's why. Because if I say it 11th time, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Can you tell that Ollie has said that a few times because he has children? <laughs> that came out so natural. Dude. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, like, you know, I totally butchered that quote. And that's not the quote. That's not how it goes. But that's that's the essence of it. And... um. I firmly believe that I think when it comes to critical thinking, I think that the internet has, has, has robbed us of that. People need to be a little bit more critical. Yeah. Like it's robbed us. Yeah. It's robbed us of that a little bit because, because we've been like taught to think in memes. Like we now, we're now in a point (laughs) where we're like, you know, entire arguments happen in meme form. Like that's, that's stupid. That's that's, just putting each other down. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking child's play, man. That's that's fighting with crayons. Like, yeah. anyways, you yeah. can tell that bothers me. 
So <laughs> that's so, my that's my like online version of stacking rocks is fighting with <laughs> fighting with memes. <laughs> it's like, dude, if we're gonna fight one in Crayola art, then I'm done. I'm it's like, like <laughs> fuck you. Speak plainly. Exactly. Just say what you mean. Exactly. And, you know, if you have a totally difference of opinion, oh, and, and you know that's, what? That's what it is. And own your convictions, man. Yeah, like, well, which people actually do pretty. That's and that's, and that's part of the problem too is that we've we kind of I think we've built this this world where you know people feel that they have to dig their heels in and that's and that's part of that whole meme argument right where these these arguments kind of become so ridiculous that it's no longer about who's right it's just about winning it's just it's just about proving your your point and and wearing down the other people person. submit yeah. yeah it's just a war of attrition which is stupid yeah so yeah, so. I mean, bringing it back full circle to this whole situation that we're all in. This right? has nothing to do with us being outside today, by the way. No, no not <laughs> at all. But it, it has a lot to do with me just being so sick and tired of this whole situation. Yeah. Of of going on an Instagram, which used to be my like happy place, and then seeing a lot of like people that I didn't realize were as angry as they were, like be really fucking. Angry. I was surprised at some of my really at my closest friends that are that have a lot of rage and tinfoil. I mean, just wait until Trump gets uh, reelected i'm I don't, I don't know i just like didn't see the shit storm that's gonna happen right like i don't know man like people are so up in arms about we're so up in arms about that and yeah. now it's like that went away so like let's be all up in arms about this and it's like fuck dude like we're we're just like a hair trigger away i mean it's almost kind of boiled over with what's been happening out in uh minneapolis yeah um but the reality is is it's getting to the point where people are becoming very hostile about their beliefs and their opinions that you're going to start having like these fucking like gangs of people that are anti Karen versus people that are pro Karen. And then like, they're going to like fucking like battle, like knife fight, like gang colors, you know? And it's like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Let's stop asking for the manager and just ask more questions and understand what's (laughs) happening. Okay. Like the manager does not have the answers. <laughs> the manager is like tired of your shit. The manager is tired of the your manager shit. just yeah. wants you to go home. He just wants you to go home. Give me that one star. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I will survive. Yeah. Hate me. Go back to hating me on Yelp. What Dude, happened to that? My food is good. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to turn into that restaurant that like just yells at people. Oh, Karen. It's all Did good. you hear about that mom that was so upset that she raged on the internet? Um, she wanted to speak to the manager of the internet because she was mad. <laughs> Give me, I'll go right now. <laughs> she was mad that her daughter's name had been turned into this evil meme. She named her daughter Karen. And so she was upset. <laughs> I want to speak to the manager that, of the internet. Of the internet. <laughs> the she ultimate was, Karen final boss. I was like, oh God. Final boss Karen. Yeah, no wonder. This, this, no wonder you produced a, a, another Karen. Like, <laughs> the oh, Karen God. offspring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah who, do, who do you talk to if you had a general internet if you if you complaint. have a, a gripe that you've become a meme do you, do, does Al Gore just get like millions of letters like, I don't know right he, he I guess created right? the internet <laughs> and, and you see, see his buddy Bill Gates and fucking I mean think of all those I mean it's it's honestly she's not totally wrong I mean she's ridiculous in the way that she presented it but she's not totally wrong I mean think of the kids that are memes right like bad luck Brian the, I mean uh, Charlie bit my favorite the, kid but yeah uh, bad luck Brian's the redhead Right. right, the and turtle boy, the tur- and then the turtle boy. Well, he had it coming. That was just that's true. The parents had that coming. That, yeah, he's got to blame his parents. The Irma Gerd girl, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, dude, how horrible would it be that your family picture of you holding braces, of you in braces, pigtails, <laughs> and your favorite movies, your favorite VHS tapes, becomes this crazy meme? Poor like, kid. like, oh, poor kid. Poor like, kid. exactly. I mean, oh my god. In general, I feel for all the people. Who get like who immortalized? Get meme, who get memefied? Yeah. yeah, become immortalized in memes. And I also secretly pray to God that I never end up as one. We're we're just one bad sneeze on, right in a photo away from just, being just one moment where some jackass has a camera pointed at you at the exact moment where you do the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, and right. You're fucked <laughs> your entire life, and your kids are getting heckled at school because you're not that guy. <laughs> Fuck. I will say that. Um, Speaking of being cameras being pointed at people unknowingly, my my favorite account hands down is um, influencers in the wild. Oh yeah, on Instagram. I don't follow that. You don't follow that? No. Oh my gosh, you should. It's basically influencers doing their funny TikToks and doing all oh, that dumb shit yeah. that you see, but they're being caught doing it by other people. 
So you see how dumb they look, like trying to get like that strut the tenth, correct. The tenth take. The tenth take, exactly. Or trying to do some crazy yoga stance on a crowded <laughs> beach and make it look like no one's freaking there. Like, hey, uh, look Look who's uh, waddling over to uh, our little spot. What's up, buddy? What's your name? Yo es Martin. 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 Oh, is this the podcast you're talking about? This is the podcast you're talking about, yeah. Hi. Hey, buddy. What do you do, Martin? I make tires sexy. Yeah. How does how does how do you do that with you talking like arm roll? He, he puts them on rigs like uh, Kate. Oh, all right. Magic. That's how it happens. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. All right. What what tire company? You work? I work for Milestar Tires. Oh. Uh, so, like, my official title is the Events and Activation Manager, which really means like anything that's outside marketing. Right, uh, that's what I handle. Okay, so you're the you're the you're the fun guy. You're you're fun, Some, Martin. Sometimes I, I sometimes I'm fun, Martin. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, why isn't Martin getting back to me, Martin? <laughs> why like, why am I being ghosted by Martin? <laughs> lo, lo siento, Martin. <laughs> Martin's like uh, Martin's like Casey's Randy, basically. Oh, okay, he's the one you party with. He's the one you party with. He's the relationship guy. No, no, it's like no. I'm like a hybrid of that. Right? You're a hybrid of that, right? Because I deliver. And most of the time I deliver, right? It's like it's like UPS where you're like, all right, it's coming UPS. 90% of the time, it's going to show up on time. What can Martin do for you? Mar- Martin is like the mullet of tires. The mullet of He's tires. He's like business up front and party in the back. <laughs> I have much less party these days, but I still get down. That's for sure. That's like, funny. Well, you're here. You can, you can, you're I, here. I can hear you guys over there having a good time. Yeah, we are having a good time. We're jamming to the you know, 90s hip hop, bro. It's, yeah, can't go wrong. OG, bro. Yeah, I heard some Beastie Boys over there, so I'm already, you guys are already on the Yeah, little 80s. Yeah, we got, you know, late 80s, but it's in there. You guys are doing it. So, so Ali was telling me that there was like, we're going to be a podcast up here, and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? So you decided to come over here and crash it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, you told me yesterday, and I was like, huh? Which podcast? Yeah, so he he didn't understand what uh, you and I this empire this this oh right right this multi multi uh, million dollar right uh, millions of subscriber right, podcast we right got. right it's, it's only thousands um, we're, we're not we're not that big I, I yeah. think we're big in California actually. I'm pretty sure it's one guy with a thousand computers <laughs> a lot of computers <laughs> um, yeah no like no so me and Frank have been doing this for for a minute and. Uh, it's kind of like how we keep our sanity and we justify the need to go out. Yeah, it's cathartic. To the wives. Yes, like, this is our therapy. But but babe, I've got to record a podcast so we need to we need to go on this trail. That's all. You know what? And that's that's legit truth. That's not even saying that just to be I'm funny. not even really lying. Yeah, that's that's actually true. No, I've got to go. We've got to go do this trip to Utah or whatever because, you know, podcast. So so like you're I mean, is that it's a catharsis, right? So it's something that you're able to gain something from, right? Absolutely. Like you're I mean, to take a negative and turn it into a positive. I mean, something. think of it like like ninety percent of what makes therapy effective is you kind of hearing yourself express these kind of issues and things, right? Is and it so, is it hearing yourself or is it being challenged? Both. I mean, you know, Ooh. it's both. Ali doesn't. Well, neither one of us, I think, kind of I, just take things laying down. Like we definitely. I would say it was more challenging, definitely at the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes when we walk into maybe an interview that we're not super tight with the person, which I think we've done a pretty good job of having good relationships to where once we do get into that interview, we're doing it with somebody who's been pretty either pivotal to our own growth right. or our project or something to where we- There's a relationship there. We have sure. a lot to talk about yeah. in, re- in regards like, for instance, I could you know I could sit with you and talk about the tires and- your support and you know how you've been pivotal in the new you know version of what i've been doing with kate um which has been great and i really appreciate and um i do appreciate the support uh but you know overall i think by this point now frank and i i mean and the cool thing is is we always kind of started out just by being us we never tried to be anything else i mean we have a r rating basically on on what we do because (laughs) the f-bombs do fly and we're not being super careful about every single thing that we say because at the end of the day, it's like if that's the podcast we need to do, then we might as well just do the podcast I do for KC, which right. is, you know, 
on the on the on the corporate side or on the marketing side granted as a brand we don't try to be super corporate but you have to watch what you say because you know we're a brand that affects sure hundreds upon thousands of people and of all walks of life for rick for dirt i don't give a fuck if you listen to us or or you listen to us but i appreciate it when you do i appreciate it when you tune in and i appreciate it when you interact with us and you engage with us but if we're not for you then that's fine that is yeah i think totally that's fine. that's accurate like for me i definitely and i think we do i think is what you meant right we appreciate that people listen but if we're not your flavor that's cool like you know there's plenty of other podcasts for you like it's not it's like netflix man you know you you, you don't like every show they put out but i'm sure you like a few and we're we just hope to be one of those few all i know is is this this i what strikes me in my memory is wu-tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with that's all I know. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to fuck with it, you do it. And if you don't, there's a whole exactly. plethora of exactly. opportunities out there that you can bathe yourself with audibly. The However. W- it's like Baskin-Robbins, man. You just kind of pick up your little pink spoon and start sampling. Yeah. Samples, right? That's what I say. Yeah. See, everything's revolving around hip-hop, dog. <laughs> samples, dog. You know, uh, a little tangent because we never do those. Never. Um I I worked for Wu Tang. Did you really? Wu Music Group. Yeah. Wow. So I, I didn't worked, know that. I worked for Riz's brother Divine, who managed the overall label. No kidding. Yeah, WMG, which is Divine. His name's Divine. So Divine and Riz are their brothers. And then my first real like, so the first big thing I did was back in the day, we worked on a website, and I designed the entire website for Wu Tang. Wow. And then. Um, it got it was like super mismanaged. I mean, I was on the design side implementation, but then it was on them to actually uh, to, manage to run, and run it, yeah. and they just never put anyone to run it. So it just kind of fizzled or whatever. But um, then I also they they took me to Coachella for their 20th anniversary tour. Wow! So I was on stage on deck with the Wu Tang Clan, dude. That's so rad. With my two cameras, my 7D and my 5D Mark II. Yeah. Jumping on stage, I had security guards boosting me up to get back on stage when I got went down to the yeah. ground level. I mean, I was all access. Like, wow! The camera guys on stage were moving for me. Damn! Because they knew I was part of the crew. I mean, I was in the green room, dude. I was in the green room where they were all huddled around each other, and Raekwon was like, "All right, motherfuckers, like this is it. This is our time. Like we're back. Like yeah. this is the this is our chance. Don't fuck it up. Don't you know." Don't mess it up. We're doing this. We're in it. Like, it was amazing. And, you know, you had, like, Ghostface Killer there. You had freaking, you had you had Inspector Deck there. You had, you know, the RZA, the, the, the Jizz. Wow. I wish you had the old Dirty Bastard, but, you know, rest in peace. And, you know, it was like Method Man. I'm like, I'm hanging out with Method Man, watching him roll a spliff, and I'm like, <laughs> I dreamed about this shit when I was younger. Yeah, no kidding, man. I That's crazy. Of, I dreamed about being in backstage at Coachella at one point. I'm like, that'd be so cool. Dude, yeah. I was backstage at Coachella. I was in the green room right next to the stage as they were about to like hype themselves up to get onto stage. I was on stage. I mean, that was it. I was stoked. And, you know, even to this day, Divine's like, yo, Tori, which Tori was my, my homegirl who uh, is Divine's uh, personal assistant and she manages a lot of his affairs. He's like, Tori, how's Ollie doing? He'll he'll just like ask. Yeah. And it's like, I never thought that would be me one day. You that's know? pretty rad. That's where graphic design took. Yeah, me. that's pretty rad. Photography and graphic You design. never know who you're going to run across, man. I've run across some pretty fun people in my day too. And it's, you never, it's just, it's a small world, man. It's, it's like, tiny. I mean, I got that gig because I was working for another company that shared offices with WMG. Right. And Divine's assistant at the time, um, this guy, Jason, was walking by and he looks over to the left and he sees my screen. I had one of those big ass um, Cintiq monitors that I was like drawing on. And I was just doing some personal project stuff. And he saw it. He goes, yo, can you do that on other stuff? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what started. I, I, kicked, it, I kicked it off. And, that's rad. And then I, dude, it was, yeah. So yeah. I, all I got to say to that is, and this is something that I feel like we've kind of moved away from, but we should definitely come back. Is like, if those of you are out there who are like, you're wondering, when's your break going to come? Dude, just do what you're doing and do it the best you can because you never know who's going to be walking by that door, looking in, going, yo, can you do more of that? Oh, dude, 100%. Because I can tell you right now that, like, you know, everything that's happened for me has been the best things that have happened for me have happened that way. Through someone seeing you accomplish something or seeing you 
be passionate about something and saying that looks sick. I want to do that. You know, whether it's been in photography, whether it's been this, whether it's been anything, it's always been that way. Right. And so I always tell people that, you know, if you're not passionate about it, then you need to, you need to stick to what you are passionate about, because if you're not putting everything into it, it's not going to go anywhere. You have to put everything into I th- it. I think that's true. Like I, th- oh, so I, th- I think that's true to a certain extent. I think that's true in, in what we do and what we love. And I think off-roaders are really passionate. Whether you're a Toyota guy, whether you're a Nissan guy, whether you're a Jeep guy, or or, or a Ford, you know, or your trophy truck guy, right? Like the, all the desert passion, or rock passion, or overland passion. That's all there, and it exists. And and we're many of us are able to 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 have a career based upon that. But I think beyond that, it's like, you know, some people are really good at answering a phone, taking a call, being that person that just does their job and handles it. And, you know, this this whole situation that, that we've been put through uh, on our end, it's, you know, it's like I take calls two days a week and I can't I can't tell you two <laughs> after after two months of of uh doing customer service i have the utmost respect not like i didn't have it but i understand the day-to-day that our customer service people have our customer service ladies um and they're they are troopers and they have uh, an incredible amount of patience right and sometimes it's like yeah that's what i want that's what i want to do and other times people are like yo this is what i got and this is what i'm gonna do so I think it's certainly a choice at the end of the day, regardless of if it's your passion or if it's what you have. Um, you know, I to Ali's point about do your work, let your work shine, and that will give you opportunities. And I totally subscribe to that thought. Um, for me, I I took a chance on a Craigslist ad that my brother told me about back in '08. So it's the start of the downturn, right? this high performance shop we were working on mustangs right and i was in i was at trade school for uh for diesel mechanics so i was working on like 18 wheelers and tractors and stuff and uh and but i was always a, a loyal ford fan and it was a ford performance shop and so i go there and i interview and the guy likes me and it's a small shop whatever and so i get the job and it's like it's grueling it's terrible and it's there's there's like parts of it where it's like Oh man, it could have been managed better. But out of that, right, one of the customers happened to be a guy who worked for Falcon Tire. And he happened to be the motorsports uh, manager for the drift uh, program, which, you know, they're they're obviously very strong with and very passionate about even was to that, this day. Was that Nick Fusigius? It was not Nick. It was it was uh Jonathan Bradford. Oh, Jonathan. Yeah, so 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 Jay Brad, right? So you so you have Mickey and I think at that point Mickey had already moved on and was at he Von Gitt was still there, but but Mickey was doing his wheel thing, right? Oh, I thought he went off to work with him. Um he did for a little while, but at the time that I was there uh, Mickey was the guy who was doing like some sticker and vinyl work, and then he was doing um, the wheel stuff. I forget the what was it H. Uh, there was a high a high end wheel wheel company that he was working with at the time. Right, it's ten years ago almost. Um, so, anyways, Jay Brad Jay Brad was one of our, one of, uh, our customers. I didn't know it. I mean, the guy brings in his Focus, and it's his lady's car, and you know, I work on it, whatever. So after a year's time and. I move on to another job, right? I'm a transmission mechanic at this point, but I, on the weekends, I'm still working on all these Ford cars. And, you know, he brings his Mustang in and it's like, hey, man, I got this noise. You know, can you check it out for me? I was like, yeah, man, I'll check it out for you. I got these other customers, but I'll, ha- I'll handle it. So handle the customers and I get to his, we diagnose it. And then the next thing I know, he's offering me a job, right? And I mean, like, dude, I was a grunt. I was working seven days a week and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, you want to come do this thing with me at this tire company? I had no idea what drifting was. I had no idea what he really did. But, like, you know, an opportunity is an opportunity, right? So uh, it's certainly one of those things where, like, your workmanship and your dedication can bear out opportunities. It can bring that to you. I totally subscribe to that, and I'm thankful for it. So it's like, that's what Jonathan saw. Jonathan saw this guy who was like, 
hustling, putting in the work. And he's I like, I don't know if he saw that, but he appreciated it, I guess. Well, that's, that's yeah, what I'm I saying. Mean, there's also a difference between like passion and integrity. And I think they go hand in hand. And, you know, like, for example, yeah. I think there's very few people that, that, that are passionate about customer service and that's their goal in life. Right. If the, I'm sure there's somebody out there that, that does it and I'm happy for them. Justin at Casey. Right. <laughs> but, but I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's a big goal of a lot of people. Right. And, but my point is, is like, is that I see, I see this at Shimano all the time. And that's why, I, that's why I say it is all of those guys have ambition, mm-hmm. but they all have a passion for cycling. Which they, is why they're they doing like it. the industry. Exactly. Yeah. They have a passion for the industry. They have a passion for the sport. Right. And out of that, for that reason, they have integrity and respect for the job that they do. Right. And that is how that is how they move up. Right. That is how someone sees that passion, that effort and integrity that you put into the job that says, This guy wants it. This guy loves it. Well, it says a lot to a company that's willing to take the time to hire those people too. Right. Because I worked for a company that was very tactically minded and we won't name names, um, but <laughs> they were very tactically minded and they hired people. I don't know what the hell the criteria exactly was. I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain because I got hired, but, uh, but they hired people that didn't like guns and you're, and you're, and you're supporting like first responders yeah. who their gun is their tool of their job, a tool of their job. And they, they, they market to tactically minded people who like to go shooting and, and like not to just shoot first as a, responders, but also hobbyists yeah, as, a, ho- and, as and, a hobby. Right, exactly. They like to go shoot as a hobby. And, exactly. You know, and when you have people working for a company like that, that are like, ew, guns or like, or like they walk by and we had our sister company, like with an office there. And the guy, the, the president of that company is this badass dude, Rick. And, uh, Rick had like this, like kind of bobcat skin, like on one of his shelves. Yeah. Right. It's, and that was part of his little decor. And he got HR called on him. And what? Like, for having the, for having the, the pelt, the pelt. And it's like, wow. Do you know the company you work for? Like, do you understand this company that you're building? Yeah. That you're and helping build? Like you're getting a paycheck from this company that you don't agree with. And that's one of the things too, that I subscribe to is that know the values of the company that you're working for. Because right. I mean, I don't expect Shimano to change their values for me. Right. You know, they shouldn't, right? They're a hundred year old. They're almost a hundred year old company. They're a hundred and they're a 90, they're a 99 year old company. Insane. That was, that, that, that is still family owned, right? They have their own values and their own culture, right? Right. That's not for me to change, right? It's for me to, it's for me to decide whether or not I align with it. To support it. And support it. Exactly. And to continue to, to guarantee that it continues beyond that 99 year mark, right? That it goes on to 110, 120, right? That's my job, right? My job is, is, is to, is to infuse, is to inject fresh blood into that passion, into that, that, that vision. Right. And so I think if you can come in, if you look for a job or you work at a place that you should align with their ideals and you guys should be on the same page. And you know what? I'm not saying that every company has these glorious ideals. I don't think machine shops have crazy glorious ideals of changing the world. I'm sure some do that do real technical parts, but not all of them. And you know what? Maybe their ideals is that they dedicate 100 percent into building quality crafted products. But you have to align with that and you should and you shouldn't try and change it. You know, you know why, motherfucker? It's because you work for them. <laughs> that too. They don't work for you. <laughs> that's that's, All that's right? true. <laughs> they don't work for you. You work for them. And I, exactly. That was a lesson I had to learn too. At one oh, point. it's true. Yeah, I mean, unless unless, and that's why it's great to start your own business, right? There's there's positives and negatives, but if you're not going to start your own business and you're going to work for somebody else, then you've got to understand that it's that they're calling the shots and it's their company, and that means that it's their values that they determine and their vision and their voice that you have to fall in line with. I think that there's a, I think there's an underlying principle here but behind all of this, right? And I think it all starts with respect. And um, I know that, you know, I didn't know, uh, you know, Jonathan, he gives me this opportunity. I didn't know him from Adam, but I, I knew that I respected him. I knew a lot of people respected him, right? So I appreciated that, right? And so you give somebody the benefit of the doubt, right? It doesn't always turn out. It doesn't, honestly. Uh, it did in this sense, and and I, I always give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, he um, I credit him with changing my life in a positive way, always. And I, I give that to him because he did. 
Um, so you always have to give somebody that respect. I think you should have respect for the place that you work for, right? I, I think that people should, should, we, as Americans, I think we have the luxury of being able to choose these things. Not everybody, but I think a majority of us can and do. And we need to respect those choices that we make and know that companies are going to make their choices. If you work for an ammo company, um, you understand you make a bullet, you make something that's designed to kill somebody. You're just making something that's designed to take life. But you need to understand that there's plenty of other people who don't want to kill people. Yeah, They're, you got to understand that a vast majority of those are just are just going to go downrange into the dirt. Right, and they and all <laughs> what do they want to do? They just they like the feeling, they like the sport, they like the customization, they like they like they like ninety percent of it, right? right. And that ninety percent is everything to them, and that ten percent is taking a life which is something that they wouldn't want to do and I, I don't mean to divulge into this but it's a, something you have to respect about guns and again it's about respect right you're, you're playing with something that could take somebody's life right and any good gun owner is going to talk about good practices and education and there's a reason why you know in many states you have to have a license to own one right it's important you have to know what a safety does right you know you have to know not to keep around chambered it's it's just good good sense, right? Um, those are things where it's like respect comes into it. It comes into the workplace and it comes into yourself. If you go into a place that you don't, you're like, you know, I don't respect these ideals, but I'm getting a paycheck. Like, that's, I think it's a little disrespectful. It's really disrespectful to well, yourself. Well, I mean, people do it all the time, anywhere. right? But you're never going to be happy. And I think that's kind of the, the end game there is that. You're not doing yourself any favors by putting yourself in you're that not situation. Doing anyone favors, you know. It's it's if you really want to get ahead in life, you need to put yourself in a situation that's conducive to who you are. Dude, passion drives results. Yeah, exactly. Straight up, exactly. I mean, uh, Alan from KC says that a lot too. It's, it's the like, why, right? Like I, my life changed once I stopped just trying to run after the check, and still I have a number that I have to hit for my family to be sure, whole, right? But within that number, I you know have a lot of wiggle room based off of how good the opportunity is and how much it aligns with where my passion and my love is. We've talked about this on previous episodes when we were both in a, I would say a dark place with kind of where we were at with our employment and where our heads were at and how we were kind of viewing life. And, um, and I think we both got through it, but it's like, you just have to come back to basics and realize, okay, why am I doing this? What, what does it mean to me? Why is it important for me to stay here or not stay or here? Or not, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I think we forward. make those decisions, right? We make those decisions, and at the end of the day, the only good decision is going to happen if you are truly honest with yourself, right? If you strip away all the drama, strip away all the other reasons that you're doing things, and just be right. real, be honest with yourself, right? And and we had that conversation. That was It was actually at summer camp. That we had that, that we did that episode. Oh, really? And we Was had that conversation when things weren't going so yeah, great for either one of right. us. That's right. Right. And we got very real and very deep and very personal, you know, and it's, it's only then that you can make the best decision for yourself. Because if you're not in that position where you're being honest with yourself, you can't expect that the result is going to be what you want because right. you, you weren't even real about what you wanted. Right. I mean, look, dude, life, life, life goes quick. It really does. It's life, not worth, I mean, it's not worth screwing around and, and playing those games over. Like it, it does go quick. You, you my friends, waste your time on that. You, my friends who are listening to this right now, like you guys are going to blink. Your kids are going to be grown up. You're going to be hurting more, more, <laughs> your, your bone, your joints are going to sore, be sore. Like you're going to have more grays, you know, like it goes by that fast. Like I, I could almost touch the memory of like 10 I mean, years here's ago, you, you want know? a sobering truth? Here's a sobering truth. Right now we're going through this coronavirus crisis and the reality is is that there are people listening to this podcast who may not be here in 6 months. It's possible, yeah. It's it it is uh, it is it is mathematical. Yeah. If we have let's just say that we have 2000 people. There's at least 2 that won't be here. That won't be here yeah. in 6 months. 
Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of people who've had families affected by it. And it was, exactly. Yeah. I saw a story last night that really kind of hit me hard. And it was they were talking about, you know, the fact that we lost 100,000 people. We hit that we hit that sad milestone in this country. Yep. And there was a 6-year-old boy who passed away. Um and he had like existing conditions, right? Pre-existing sure. conditions. He was going he had a brain tumor and he had just had before all this stuff broke out, before COVID even became a thing here in the country, he had basically the surgery that, that was supposed to save his life. Uh, and then that kind of destroyed his immune system. It destroyed his immune system. It was obviously going to be temporary, right? But it was that window where he got the infection, where he was infected right. with COVID-19. And it killed him. Six years old. So sad. Yeah. You know, the right on the heels of the surgery that was going to allow him to live a life, to, to go on yep. and become a, an adult. And his family was like so grateful that it was, a, that it was, it was a success. And it's like when you hear the people that go off like on the, on the far left or far right. Right. And it's like, you think to yourself, you're like, well, look, there's people who are genuinely being affected by what's happening in a very horribly sobering kind of way. Right. And it's like, it's not for you or me to say what the best method is. It's like, let's, yeah. let's depend on the experts. And why are the experts the experts when we need them? But if we if it doesn't fit our own personal agenda, those, ex, those same experts are the people that we like vilify. Right. It's like, dude, the motherfucker works at the CDC. <laughs> you know? Look, he, if anyone's going to make it the best, look, at the end of the day, you have to understand that science is, is it, people people love to point the finger at science and saying that oh it's imperfect and you know what to some degree yes you are right science is not it's not the art of perfection that's right. not what science is science is taking the most the as much available information as possible and making the best decision yeah right finding what you believe to be fact given everything that you know all the all the variables that you can account for all the yeah all the right. facts and I, then reproducing the result consistently right does that mean that 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 can change sure absolutely we thought the fucking world was flat you know what i mean we like <laughs> some people still do like some people still do <laughs> like you know what i mean that that, right. that right there is a testament to a our growth as human beings and b our stubbornness to refuse to grow sure. and remain morons like we we have we cover the gamut as a species right we we cover both sides of it like wholeheartedly but my and that's my point right is that look you can't vilify scientists when they're just doing the best they can to to try and save as many people as they can and it, and is it going to change sure that's the nature of having more information but don't act like you or i can do any better cuz we fucking can't here's 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 what i could say it's like i can close my eyes right now open them and say the government's out to get me. The world's out to get me. It's all a big conspiracy. Right. And my life would be shitty. What would you accomplish? I what would, would look, that accomplish? I would look around every corner of every situation and think, wow, I'm just being set up. Right. I'm being set up. They're, they're just setting me up. Talk about living your life in fear. You know? Or <laughs> I could close my eyes, open them and say, the world's fine. It's got some shitty things to it that we all have to get through. It's not a big conspiracy. It's just a series of unfortunate events that happen from time to time. Right. And I still have the opportunity to pursue my happiness. Absolutely. And can make a life for me and my family and move on. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that, yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, what I draw from this wide ranging conversation, it's, uh, it's not only, it's not only about respect, but uh, you guys were talking about difficulties in your career and personal lives. And, you know, what did you, what did you have? Uh, you had uh, friendship. And so much of this comes down to the people that you put around you. There are good people in this world, regardless of whether or not you agree with them. You can still look them in the face and appreciate what they have to say and appreciate what they have to offer and appreciate what they do, what they do for you and what they do for themselves and what they do for their family. And, you know, it's, it's, it's about respect. It starts there. Um, but you've got to be able to make that choice to put good people around you and keep them there. And it's keeping him there. That's the hard part. You know, that comes down to compassion and honesty. It's honesty with yourself, right? That's trust with yourself and where you're at in life and trust in somebody else that they're going to be able to give you the respect and the uh, compassion to, hey, you know what? You know what you said? I, I might not agree with it, but 
I know I've been in a difficult position and this is what I took from it. You know, so much in the so much in the off road industry, there's a lot of people from very different walks of life and um that I've become to appreciate. And it's something that I've been passionate about and it's something I've stuck to, uh, because just the people are exceptional and they're diverse. Even if I don't agree with them, I still love it and I and I love them. Um and that's that's something that I always take away is that I always get that sense of community and I always get that sense of just happiness in spite of challenges. And having good people like that that have that ability always help me, you know, in times of need. Whether that's my family or it's peers within the industry or it's my friends. Those are things that, that you just can't you can't put a price on. And it's and it's our recreation that brings us together. Yeah. And that's that's your choice in viewing your life through that lens. Right. And I think that there's so many people that could take that advice more to heart, you know, because they choose to look at the world through this very clouded, dirty lens that, you know, it's hard to fully see the whole picture and you know, I don't think any of us see the whole picture, regardless of whether you we, don't. Have a, we have a we have a really sh- bright and shiny view of the world or a really shitty one. But at the end of the day, it's like you really don't know either way. You just yeah. don't. So why not make it the best version for yourself? I yeah. mean, perception is truly reality. Yeah, perception is reality, and our reality is always clouded or or painted um, by our experiences. You know, and, and that's one that's one of the most difficult things to, to overcome, right, is to look beyond your experiences and understand that, yes, that happened to you. And, yeah, that, that makes it a fact in your view. But there are thousands of other people that that never happened to. And to right. them, that's not a fact. Yeah. Right. And so you have to under we have to, as people, understand that um, we're not all cut from the same cloth. And that's a good thing. You know, I personally choose to believe that the government is not out to get me, that <laughs> that the world is not one big conspiracy. I'm pretty sure that the government has no effing clue who I am except when it comes time to pay my taxes. Well, That's uh, about it. <laughs> they, they, they might have looked into me a little deeper given my last name and, you know, and ethnicity, but, uh, but Look, I would man, like to think they looked at me and they're like, no, he's right. Yeah, exactly. Unless, unless, you're, unless you're like, you know, there's an issue with your taxes or you're getting on an airplane, they don't care who you are. Yeah, I've got I've got friends within the government who can vouch for me. If right, exactly. No, he's okay. He's yeah, he's, he's one of the good guys. Man, um, we went down some serious rabbit holes on this one. But you know, we didn't even cover really what we were doing on the trail today. That's true. Which was some stuff. Some stuff. Covering some stuff. Stuff. And, no, you uh, know what? I had a lot. I had a great time today, man. Dude, it was so so nice. I mean. Look, dude, I hope this is like just the beginning of more weekends to come and more frequent weekends yeah. to come. Granted, with my move, I, I just don't know where the time is, but we'll, we'll try to find it. Yeah. Um, I know you were you were about to bounce. I'm still going to bounce. You Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You're not going to stay? No, man. It's my mom's birthday tomorrow, man. Oh. I got things to do. <laughs> so, yeah, Frank was going to take off, right? We finished our shoot late as usual. Um, and it's like, he's like, I'm out, dude. I'm like, no, we got to stay. This is the first time we're on the freaking trail together. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I couldn't so pass on that. Let's, uh, let's paint a quick picture. We are in uh, Holcomb Valley. Yep. A little bit further. I would say actually much further past the campground. I, yes. I wasn't exactly sure we were, where we would end up. I thought we were going to be where we shot our brand video, um, which is on the other side of the prairie from Holcomb Valley yeah. campground, which is a good spot to check out. But we went past the Holcomb Valley campground and there's these little offshoots where um, we're able to just kind of chill out and have our own like little spot and it's really nice yeah and uh, highly recommend you guys now that we can all get back on the trail like go find a spot go find a spot go get back into nature get back to basics get back to center because that's how I, I looked at Alan today when we were at the gas station I'm like I feel like I'm recharging exactly it and we talked about this too and actually in the episode with Alan yeah it happened here in Big Bear we talked about oh, it was it was at the that yellow post yeah. site up at uh, Thomas Henning grounds. Yeah, we yeah. came with the weekend off road guys. Yep, and we talked to, and he talked about recharging right and like having to kind of like fill and you know get yourself back to center. And I yeah. think it's necessary. I think we all need it. Um, I'm glad that we're able to get out. Um, I I still think we have to be safe and cautious, but no I'm I'm glad that we're at least you know getting to a point where we understand enough about this disease that we can start to do things safely. Um, 
And so as I long mean, as we can do that, I'm, I'm I good. have I have been seeing like I'm one of those crazy people that like looks at the report almost like every other day. Yeah, the, the world, I try not to the world stats or whatever yeah. the hell it's called world meter, and uh, and you are you are seeing some spikes again. Yeah, right. That's going up, and you know is what it is but i i truly feel like we did a good job in reducing the stress on our um healthcare system and we're able to yeah put in place uh more respirators that people need and we were able to get the infrastructure kind of in better like better understand it uh know what they were dealing with so i think even if the and second, i think even understand the flaws in the infrastructure sure. i think i think this exposed a lot of flaws in our infrastructure no doubt like forget the disease forget the panic forget whatever propaganda you think is out there and what you think is real and not leave all that alone right just from a sheer infrastructure standpoint we got a little wake-up call we got a little wake-up call yeah no doubt yeah i mean not I- just from the medical infrastructure but our our economy, our financial system, well, the way that we deal with with trauma and pain yeah. in this country is we've got some work to do. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I'm I'm hoping when that second wave hits because I, I'm I'm on the I'm of the mind that there will be a second wave. I'm, we've, I'm, historically, I'm we've seen second waves in the come. Fall. Yeah. I'm fully expecting it in the fall that we're gonna that we're gonna see around two. But I'm hoping we're better prepared. Yeah, we have a better understanding. Uh, things are better in place to where we know. Hey, if we do go through this again. Everyone knows how to get their food now. Everybody right. knows how to order their food. Right. Uh, the hospitals are better prepared, better equipped. Yeah. You know, um, Amazon's ready to ship our shit because yep. we're going to buy a ton of shit from That's them. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Jeff Bezos, I hope you enjoy all my money. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Hope you got a new pair of loafers with that, right. that cash that I, that I paid. Enjoy your new jetliner. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, going, going back to just being out here... I couldn't have I could have wanted more. The shots that I saw that came out of oh, what we did gorgeous, today were man. just beautiful. Yeah. Um we had a really 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 nice day today, like yeah. an awesome day. Um my kid had a great time until he didn't, which was when he slipped. <laughs> He's he had a slip and fall and Oh, and that was literally the end. It was like the very last moment. The last ever, moment like right? he went to a car he thought was mine and ended up realizing, "Oh no, it's not That's our not my car. Dad's it's yeah, and <laughs> poor kid came running around with the biggest smile on his face and he just went wow just just full just slid. side yeah blow his feet and, just like came out from under him and yep, just landed on his hip on his hip yeah and, ouch uh, and then on a rock, know, the no tears less. came in it's and it's heartbreaking as a father to oh, see totally. your son in such a There's moment you can do of about happiness it. yeah just go from like he went from a hundred happy yeah to like negative zero. <laughs> yeah like negative yeah yeah and uh, and those kind of moments, I'm realizing I'm going to have to deal with because. And there's nothing you can do to take yeah, away the pain. It like is what you it feel is. so helpless, but yeah, you just got to be there for him. Exactly. You got to, you got to like kind of stroke his hair and give him a hug, and you know, tell him it'll pass. It'll pass, and it did. And he yeah. was laughing soon enough, and he was having a good time. And you know, it's good. It's good to be able to get back and start that's having a, these experiences. That's a good allegory for what America needs right now. Just hold a good him. time. Stroke, stroke their hair. <laughs> Tom, it's going to be all right. We're going to get passes. I don't mind the check either. They yeah, yeah. send me a check too. Yeah, yeah. That didn't suck. Anyways, guys, well, Martin, I yeah. appreciate you. Thanks uh, for jumping in, dude. Thanks for swinging by. Uh, yeah, Ali, uh, you, Ali, you uh, told me, I don't know, last night about this, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go out wheeling with you. Oh, I got a podcast too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's cool. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I walk up and it's like, hey, you want to join a podcast? Hey, it's right now. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, so, no, I think it's uh, great. I think the vibe is inclusive. And I think that's everything that I've come to experience about the off-road community. Absolutely. Uh, which is something that I've, you know, been a part of for the better part of eight years of my life. Um, it's the most consistent thing in my life. Um. So I appreciate just being able to be a part of this, but I appreciate being able to know you guys uh, because of the off-road community, right? Yep. So the community is, to me, is greater overall, and I'm just appreciative for it, and thank you guys for doing what you do. Keeping everybody a part of the community. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Appreciate all you've done. Um, you know, what, what he was talking about is, is, is really true. It's like, you know, this is a community that, that brings, you know, people together yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I like, I like to think it's kind of hard to be a dick in a community like this where, you know, the entire community wants to be around good, like-minded people. And if you are a dick, it's like, 
Yeah, they don't want to be around you. Like, for instance, uh, you know why? It's because the community doesn't allow it. Well, I like, think. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there are factions or parts of the community which do kind of like. No, but I mean, like, like specifically speaking, like your your particular group of friends, right? right Whether yep. be whoever you are, not going right? to happen. Yeah, they're not going to tolerate it. They're just going to stop calling you. Yeah. Right, like they're not—they're not, they're not going to be like, "Oh, let's invite the asshole." You know, right. <laughs> like no one's going to say that. They're just going to be—they're just going to stop calling you. No, we're not going to install your roof rack for right. you. you exactly. <laughs> you know, when you—that's like we said in the last episode. When you know, when you're going to know when your friends stop calling you and trips start happening, and you're just like twiddling your thumbs at home, you're going to know that maybe you're the guy. Yeah, you're that guy. Yeah. So. I, I think, you know, the the community is really good at self-policing that way, yep. right? And so... And I've noticed that there's there's groups of people that, you know, they want a certain type of vibe. Sure. And there's other groups of people that are like, oh, yeah, this is our vibe. Yeah. You know, and... It's like, it's like finding your tribe, You right? just find your tribe. Exactly. You, you find your tribe and you go with it, and sometimes you get invited to some tribes, and it's not like permanent. It's like you're almost under like foster care, but it's right. like, you know, <laughs> you're in a transition phase. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, but just, you know, find your tribe and, and roll with it. Yeah. You'll and, find your forever home. I promise. We've been talking about that. It's like, we got to do more stuff with our crew. Like, yeah. You know, we did. Yeah, you're right. We did have that conversation last week. Yeah. And it's like when I, when I look at the fact that we're, we're, a, we're, we're kind of a tight knit group uh, where we do drop things at a drop of a hat if somebody needs help with something. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like, it makes it, I've, I've really been thinking about that a lot where it's like how appreciative I was of like, for instance, you and Matt taking your last weekend on Memorial Day of all weekends and you spend an entire day that Saturday helping me tear the old rack off. Right. <laughs> and then on Sunday, <laughs> you also, you also spend a bunch of time helping uh, film putting the new one oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I was you know? cameraman, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and then Matt, Matt gave up his Sunday and Matt works crazy hours. He does work crazy hours. And, for, so for him to give up his day with yeah. his family is huge. And he's like, I ain't fucking driving anywhere but you can You're come here and me. I've got yeah, all exactly. the tools. And I'm like, you do have all the tools and I'll be right over. You know? Oh man. Did you take any pictures of the rat condo that we found in there? No. Oh, okay. No. I was going to say we should share some We are pictures. terrible with the photos, by we the way. Like, photos. Especially when it comes to Rick for Dirt, like we just have been failing like left and right. Well, I took a bunch today, so yeah. some of them I can share, some of them I can't. But yeah. um but yeah, I'll I'll we'll get better at it, I promise. That that freaking acorn woodpecker tree? That was cool, huh? I that was one of my favorite things that was today. Bad. I was like, I've never I I have never seen one with that many holes. I was stoked that my son got to go. I've pick never seen a tree of, with that many holes in my life, and I've been coming here a long time. Dude, I've, I've been so used to these like uh, back roads up close by where we live in South County, yeah. where it's like if a tree looks like that, it's because it's been shot up a bunch right. of times, right? Because <laughs> right. of like drunk kids, like <laughs> shotgun, shotgun, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all like I'm looking on the ground looking for the shotgun shells at first because I didn't realize what I was looking yeah. at, and I'm like, wait a second, no, this. A woodpecker made this. Holy shit! There's acorns in here, and it's like, and my first thought was squirrels. Yeah, right. I'm like, squirrels, squirrels shit away. So like, did did the woodpecker make the holes and the squirrels put the acorns in, and like they all have like a little buffet later? Um, but I guess it turns out like the w- acorn woodpeckers will actually put the acorns in right. There. The the acorn woodpeckers make the hole and stuff it with the acorn. Yeah, and uh, there's some also possibility that the squirrels there's some squirrel theft there's some squirrel squirrel theft theft. right like like the woodpecker opportunistic little creatures yeah the woodpecker takes a chance that some of the squirrels are also going to kind of you know get fat but the squirrels also i think uh contribute to it um usually around the in the fall right they'll They'll, they'll put some in there they'll contribute to it it's like a bank yeah it's like like the food bank seriously dude it's the wilderness food bank it's the wilderness food bank that's crazy right because there were like hundreds of acorns i mean that's why you have these thousands of holes yeah yeah. That's where that comes from. The squirrels do. They usually put it in they trees or in burrows. Yeah. yeah. Mice also do that. Yep. Yeah. The, as, we've, what, as we found. What Frank is talking about <laughs> is like we were putting on the new rack and we uh, we had to kind of lift up the hard top for a part of it. <laughs> and I realized where the, the smell that hasn't gone away, I finally realized where that where smell, the dog was, food coming smell from. was coming from. It was it was like a mountain of It was like a, like a quarter pound of dog food. Between the roll bar and the sound bar. <laughs> It was like a quarter pound of dog food just stuffed on one and side. And he had his luxury mattress condo on the other yeah, side. Yeah, shredded shit on the other This This fucking mouse will he haunt his, me. He had his freaking Casper mattress on the other side. I feel like this Jeep will always have a piece of him in here. It probably There's probably some that we haven't found. He 100%. might even be in here. I don't know. Yeah, he's found a way to survive. Just no, die. I like yeah. to think of him as dead, completely oh. and totally dead. Yep, nope. That little bastard. Yeah. 
Anyways, well, well, on that note, <laughs> dude, I didn't, I didn't think we'd get past half an hour today, but sure enough, sure enough, sure enough, we can talk. Thanks, Frank. Hey, thanks man. for I thanks for doing these things with yeah, us. Well, thank you, man. I think yeah, I man. think it's been over a year, and you know, no regrets, bro. No I regrets. guess I guess I'm more thankful today, and the reason why I'm even like throwing that out there is because, dude, it, it I didn't know when we'd be getting back yeah. outdoors, and you know, for all I know, I've caught COVID now, but. You know, I would almost hesitate. I would hesitate to say it was worth it. No, it wasn't. I wouldn't be worth it. But I would say I was willing to take the risk because yeah. it was. I was done. Calculated risk. I did. I was so done. Yeah. Staying at home, staring at the walls, hanging out with my mother-in-law. Um, hanging, this time spent with my wife and, and sons were good. But, yeah. you know, there, there's, a, there's a certain Everything amount. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Right? And it was, it, it was time for us to get out and kind of reset and recharge the batteries. Hey, so. all of you listening out there, thank you for listening to Absolutely. Like, we appreciate you. I mean, uh, there'd be no reason to do this if we only got like five of you listening. No offense. but And that one guy with a thousand computers, thank you. Yeah, seriously. You rock. Um, but no, there's <laughs> there's quite a few of you listening in and quite a few sh- of you sharing this. And I hope you guys will continue to help spread the word. And we just want to keep bringing like relevant content, yep. inspirational thoughts, and uh, just our point of view that I think... Between Frank and I, we have a couple different ones that sometimes align and sometimes don't. Yeah, and hopefully they resonate with some of you guys. Totally. And uh, let's pay the bills. All right. So first up is our our long, long time sponsor and supporter, uh, KC Lights. KC Highlights. KC yeah. Highlights. Um, it's It's been a long... The, one of the reasons we're out here today. Awesome relationship. Yeah. And, and usually the reason why we're even out right. outdoors is because of them. Yep. And uh, uh, a place that I can, you know, full disclosure like be fortunate enough to call my place of work and yeah. uh and truly a, a passion a passion play for me it was fun playing with lights today man dude got to was, use all my lights again driving at night having some fun god that was a blast i gotta say that's one of the smoothest sh- granted they always take a long time but it was one of the smoothest shoots we've had where like we didn't spend an hour turning our lights on and off that's we true. spent like 10 minutes doing that and got yeah. the shot and moved on and you know we had a good crew. We had a good crew. Good crew, good, good team. Everyone was Everyone worked together well. Yeah, really, yeah. really nice. And it was nice to see Jillian bring out Henry, her, her uh, German Shepherd, um, which was nice for me because we lost our dog recently. Yeah. And, um, just having that kind of like playful puppy with us was, it was good was to cool. have. Yeah. Jackson really just, I think that was so good for him to yeah. be around that. Yeah, so. check out Jillian. She's, I think she's posted some pictures of Henry. Jillian Rebecca, yeah. yeah. Check her out on Instagram. And uh, yeah, and if you haven't noticed, uh, we are out here for some secret squirrel stuff. And, uh, and part of that stuff is stuff that's coming out. Uh, you know, be on the lookout late, I would say late July, yeah. very early August at the latest. Um, hopefully we will see you all at Overland Expo as long as that is happening. Um, plans are changing though. Some of the companies that we were partnered with have uh, uh, kind of had to make different plans given the current situation, but we still hope to make a really cool, fun summer campy experience for you at Overland Expo West as long as uh, it's still happening. So we'll see what we're playing with that by year. And uh, and then yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, gear forward. Yep. Hopefully we can bring that back to Dude. the forefront of our of our events. <laughs> We're trying we to get started in June, right? Yeah, trying to get the meetups rolling here pretty soon. We'll see. Um, do we, it's just a matter of public gatherings being allowed. Uh, once that happens, then we're going to be all goes all across the board. Yeah. So yeah, once that happens, we'll start collecting some more stuff for gear forward. And, um, now that the kids are able to go outdoors again, um, we'll, we'll help them do it in comfort. Yeah. And you know, we, we talked a little bit about the new rack, the front rack, and I'm looking forward to getting them on the podcast to, uh, sit down with us. So, uh, look forward to a future episode with front runner outfitters. Yes, sir. Um, so on that note, you know where to find us, riggedfordirt.com, rigged for dirt on Instagram and Facebook. I am Frank at Truck Me Truckface. I am Ali at Kate the Jeep. Thanks for listening, oh, guys. Real quick. Oh. Don't forget, what? if you like that story about the Casey Lights, you can get your own set oh, at right. a little bit of a discount. That's right. Dude. We always forget. We always forget. Not today. Not today. Not today, Josephine. Um, it is uh, RFD Casey. Those three letters and those other two letters, put them together, get yourself a little disco, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the trail. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.